Welcome to Talking in Stations, a podcast about EVE Online. Today we're going to explore security, and it's very important that you understand what the security team does and how they can help you secure your account. Uh, that's going to be one of the major themes that we hit today, along with botting and RMT, which is a name for real money transactions, which is where a player will sell in-game currency for real money. We'll cover some of those issues and more with the security team from CCP. But first, I want to introduce our panel that'll be talking with them. How's it going, Dirk? Hey, it's good. Good morning. How are you? Really good, thanks. Carneros? Good morning. Great to be here. And joining us is Noisy Gamer. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, uh, the security team is uh, one of those secretive teams that works at CCP. It does very important stuff, but it's not publicly known unless there's a problem usually. Uh, but they do put out podcasts and tweets, sorry, they put out uh, dev blogs and tweets and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and introduce them, starting with uh, the community representative, CCP Guard. How's it going? Hey, uh, doing great. Great to be here. Looking forward to this. Thanks. Long overdue. We should have had you on a long time ago. I'm glad you're here now. And next, I would like to introduce CCP Peligro. Hey, how's it going? Uh, happy to be here. Excited to not be able to answer any of your questions. <laughs> okay. That's what we expect. This will be a short show. Um, and also, CCP Grimmi, and I'll say it correct the first time, and then after that, I'll mispronounce it. Yeah. Hey, hey everyone. It's good to Hi, be Grimmie. here. Could, how do you say your name, by the way? Grim, CCP Grimmi. Grimmi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're a part of Permaband, is that right? Yes. Well, yeah, me and and guard. <laughs> uh, yeah, Krimme, uh He he writes a lot of the songs, so he's uh, we sort of uh, take turns with the lyrics, uh, but he he writes those the songs and everything. So, yeah, Grimmy is definitely the artist in team security. Uh, he's <laughs> the man with the graphs and uh, also with the guitar skills. Yeah, it, it has to it has to look good and sound good. <laughs> Uh, is it true you guys will be performing at Yes, That is true. We, uh, we're bringing the band back together, uh, and it'll be pretty fantastic. Yay. And then we're going to be uh, playing, and then Bass Hunter is going to be playing, and it's going to be a, a hell of a party. Oh, man, Bass Hunter. <laughs> it's going to be, be great. We'll be glorious. For sure. Yeah, the bra. Oh, that's going to be awesome. So that's FanFest coming up. You can see Permaband. And it's funny because it really took a while for this to sink in that Permaband is really based on security, isn't it? It's a little uh, funny name there, yeah? Yeah, I guess. As a little... yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally figured that out right before the show when we pointed it out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? I thought it had that's to do some, with... Uh, like Dan Brown stuff, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Super deep. Uh, you have to know scripture. No, it was, um, I thought it was like, um, you know, permafrost or something. I was like, yeah, okay, Iceland's yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Okay, so let's actually talk. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Let's actually get into security because, uh, wow, it's really been a big topic lately uh, for many reasons. Um, but mostly... Um, because of CSM Minutes, there was some security stuff talked about there and uh, hacked accounts and stuff like that. So we'll take this into three sections. We'll go into um, account hacking. We'll talk about RMT. And then we'll get to botting uh, and then miscellaneous stuff after that. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds great. It's pretty good. All right, Dirk, 
All right, Dirk. Well, well okay. I, don't, I, thought were, <laughs> I thought you were going to sort of handle the first part before I, before I get into that. You're right. You know, some of the heavier. You know what? Give him a softball. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. The history. Hold on. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. We want to like let's let's dial this way back and take take the basics, and Dirk will take it to more advanced stuff. But we want to find out from you guys what does the security team actually do? Yeah. Um... I would say no day is alike, even though every day is very much alike, if that makes any sense. You know, uh, we are... Um, Sounds like Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a adaptive landscape, you know. It's never static, and it's always changing. It's part of why the job's so interesting and, and fun to me. Yep. It's a challenging. A lot, lot of looking at logs and, and then talking to people who we work with. You know, we have... We work with pretty much all the company people everywhere who are you know because we're all sort up. of stakeholders in this you know yeah, yeah. The, the only reason we uh, care about these things uh, security related in a in an eve context is because of the player demand for it you know the, the game must be serviced and you can't uh, just let it run but technically you guys look after um players that break rules like let's say through uh, using third-party software to automate their gameplay. But there's also another facet that looks at um, online, I'm sorry, your account security and stuff like that. And yeah. do you guys handle internal affairs too? Yeah, that's us. Uh, we, uh, we have uh, just incorporated internal affairs into the team security duties. Right. So it looks like there's a team security, uh, and then there's an info security, or there was at least in 2015, and then there yep. was an internal affairs, right? Yeah. So this was a, a, a question I thought I'd throw out at, at guard or or somebody that shouldn't the security team also secure the upcoming information so it doesn't leak all over the place uh, through the you know from the test servers? That would be very nice. It's something we've <laughs> always wanted, you know, but. Um... Uh, to be perfectly honest, as long as the, as long as we put the stuff on the internet, people are going to find it, you know. So that that would be a total change in how we operate as a company in terms of like letting people test uh, the stuff before it comes out and having volunteers and you know, it, I I would like it if we were able to keep secrets. Obviously, we can do things like, um, you know, push some changes that are false to the test servers and you mine them and you you freak out about it. But um, it's very it's very difficult when when people are just scraping the test server and you know diffing the the builds. Yeah, it's a it's it's sort of a we we've always operated on uh, well at least you know after after the few first months months of running Eve we we sort of ran on the on the knowledge that Eve players know. Uh, anything that's out there if it goes on the internet someone will find it someone will pick through it and it's that's it you know uh, jimmy did you want to say something a little bit about the romance of your job in the eyes of the players for a second let's say you're looking at some data and you're investigating a bad guy and you realize that he's actually logged in right now and he might be doing exactly what you're investigating how likely are you to get in a cloaked ship and go to where he is and watch it that's quite likely. It depends on the context. I mean, um, if it's a bot, definitely go on in-game to watch him. And we have special tools to do that as well. Um, nice. uh, you, you can't see us in local or anything like that. Exactly. 
and if there's a if there's a an exploit or something that we're looking into, this is very useful. Or can be. I, rem- I remember a case many many years ago when there was an investigation into a to super sneaky exploit that was going on. We took us a while to figure out how the guy was doing it. We just know, knew what he was doing. Couldn't really sort of get apart what he was, how he was making this thing happen. So I remember like skulking around uh, in a ship, uh, chasing him. There's like a few of us sitting in front of a monitor, looking at the guy doing things in space and just trying to connect the dots. Like what yeah. is the action he's taking that's causing him to be able to do this thing that I, I he does? Uh, uh, <laughs> you have the logs open and then the client open just to sort of, because I need to be in tune with with how it looks in the logs and what is actually going on in the client at the same time. Um, and the back end is, is is just as complex and gigantic as uh, Eve Online itself, if you can imagine. Especially nowadays, now that uh, we have we have like I mean the old meme of the logs show nothing. That's uh, yeah. it's uh, it's it's ancient history. We have uh, vastly yeah, improved logs. Yeah, sort of solved with big data. Now we're on sort of the second or third generation of big data uh, software. We had like uh, we had just a bunch of like handpicked events uh, that we that we were able to look at, and it was you know took took time if you wanted to add an event that you could always have available. Uh, you you it, it would be work and it would be take time. So like now. Yeah. Uh, it's a different situation uh, and has been for a few years. So does that mean the logs finally show something or is it? Yeah, they show everything officially. <laughs> That's the new meme you should go with. <laughs> logs show everything. Until we need it to show. And then it's like, well, they don't show that. Then, but... then sorry, we, we can't verify that. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, I know Grimmy's been around for a long time because he was one of the authors of the Unholy Rage dev blog back in the day. So he's been there for a long time. I'm not sure, Pelligrew, how long you've been there. But can you guys sort of go through the history of of what we now know to be team security, but really kind of back it up to sort of, you know, how it had its origins and how it grew over time? Well, yeah. You want to start, Grimmy? I mean, you, yeah, you, uh, I mean you all of us, before. all of us in this call used to be GMs. So that's where we started, you know, getting involved in and kind of just got involved in dealing with certain types of cases. And then um, we made a, like a specific dedicated team security a few years back. But it used to be back in the day, it used to be GMs just going through stuff and finding finding the bad guys. Uh, Noisy actually published a really good article on Friday about this. It's sort of the history of it. And uh it goes really in depth and it's all very uh, as far as i could tell really accurate uh, there yeah. was like a cross disciplinary like a task force that had buy in from more or less every department at ccp um, and then i think in around 2011 or something we had a kind of full security team yeah i, I think i think yeah i think it was you had the eve security task force in 2011 and then in 2012, it was apparently the concept was actually proven to the to the producers and everything. Because then in 2012, that's when um, the, uh, the the team security was like first yeah. uh, officially uh, recognized. Hmm. Well, it's I'm funny. So, uh, I, I thought I'm this really would be the. This. <laughs> uh, sorry, I thought this would be the quietest show ever. But you guys are actually very talkative. This is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, just as an example, when I was a GM, I started in in April 2006. And, uh, you know, like a simple thing like uh, reimbursing a ship uh, could take up to two hours. It's a task that's now one click, you know, if that. 
so we a lot has changed since then and 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 the the logs we have has certainly changed uh when we went from the the first generation of logs in eve uh, sort of the uh sequel the 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 stuff we've always had uh that was approximately 30 million lines a day and then when we added uh, hadoop on top of that that was pulling in 300 400 million lines a day um and and that is eight years ago so we're just adding to it storing more and more uh, using it better has the, uh, the the type of things that you're seeing changed and evolved with uh, technology and with smart people yeah absolutely uh, what we yeah. see today on account security is largely a by like a byproduct of um the internet as a as a place in 2018 it's not in the best of states to be honest uh, i mean uh yeah, what do you mean by that i mean um as a as a as a consumer of mmos and just games in general uh, it seems like there is enough breaches on the internet going on to the point where bad guys can just use um, leaked credentials and, and have plenty of success in compromising accounts because so many people recycle passwords and so many people use the same credentials everywhere right uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a subsection of something called uh, brute forcing uh, it's it's dictionary attacks um, credential stuffing it's just like a slightly more modernized um, way of doing it what is what is credential stuffing can you explain it yeah so they're taking um say they, they go on the, the the depths of the internet and buy a pack of uh, half a billion leaked credentials that are put into like a combo list or a, like a spam list and then they uh, fire up some some hacking tools they paid for because they're not no skilled hackers and then they point it at various websites and try to log in and uh because uh, username and password is, is just simply not enough. Uh, they have plenty of success in doing that. Um, especially after Eve went free to play, uh, there is no cost associated with accessing the account. And so this has now really become the, um, the sort of de facto way for RMTers to, um, to get their RMT goods. If you hmm. are buying ISK nowadays, it's going to come for fraud or hacked accounts. Well, we'll get into RMT a little bit later. These are all connected, so it's going to be interesting how these threads yeah, work. Yeah. Let's go into account uh, hacking first, because that seems to be uh, a big deal. So um, I think, Dirk, you might have had some questions on this, or you want to open up the subject? Yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing I do want to point out here is one of the things we're, we are going to try to do is kind of kind of compartmentalize these things a little bit, um, you know, because we can get a, we can get into kind of bouncing around topics and going from account hacking to botting to real money trading. And hopefully we can, you know, sort of keep the questions and, you know, and uh, whatnot, you know, in those compartments so that we just don't ping pong everywhere. But let's get to account hacking. Um Basically, account hacking seemed to be a focus of your attention in late 2017, as well as at the CSM summit. Um, the summit minutes reflect the fact that uh, Falcon actually had, uh, held up the security dev blog because it didn't focus enough on botting, which was what had garnered the attention of kind of the public out there. Um, so, you know... <sighs> Sort Dragon also said at the summit that, you know, he wanted to address the elephant in the room, which in his opinion was botting. In your opinion, are bots the elephant in the room? And can you explain to us which is worse and why? Botting or account hacking? Yeah, so in, in 2017, uh, me and Grimi, we were sort of um, just in catch-up mode, I would say. We knew everything was going to change after Ascension. Uh, to to what extent was not clear. And then in 2017, what we saw was, was just this 
hideous amount of compromised accounts. I think we're talking like 30,000 accounts compromised in, in less than a year, you know, and that's all RMT. They, they compromise these accounts when they've made a sale. So it's like on demand. If you go and buy some dirty ISK online and um, they're going to log into uh, an account they previously compromised and extract the skill points and contract it over to you or something like that. I don't think... Um, I think perhaps botting is more visible to the players and, and there is more um, impact on you and, and your ability to enjoy the game. Uh, at least if you, don't, if you don't bot yourself, it's clear that um, you know, you're, you're at a disadvantage uh, just by virtue of playing by the rules. So you, I, I you don't said know. 30,000 accounts, 30,000 accounts. Yes, in one year. Those are uh, a lot of those accounts are from people who haven't logged in for a while. So there's a big pool of people that have played Eve at some point, but uh, aren't necessarily active at, at any given time. So um, they may may not even notice it right away. Um, and and like and, and it's pretty heinous as 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 Poligro was saying um, that you know it, it, people are buying from these guys, and it's not even it's not even that the damage has already been done in many cases. It's like like people go and pay. And then just on demand, they go and skill extract and, you know, mess, mess someone up and ruin all their stuff. And, uh, yeah, and then maybe they come back to that someday. So it, it's, it's, a, it, it's a very direct uh, participation in a, in a pretty evil act, I would say. It's also, you know, whether botting or hacking is worse, it kind of depends on where you're looking from, basically. If you, if you get hacked, you're definitely going to feel it. Yeah. But, you know, the bots are definitely also... Uh, a visible problem that needs to be handled. No yeah, question. and 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 uh, regarding that blog, it was it was uh, something we tried to put out at the end of December. Uh, pretty pretty busy time, and uh, it just it didn't really hit the mark. It was all about account security, and all the the, the rage, so to speak, public was was um, was about botting, and so it didn't really address the community concerns. And so I actually agreed with holding it back because it's like. We would put out this thing and, and then sort of not comment on what you guys really expected from us to comment on. Right. But I mean, you know, one thing could potentially be sort of superficial, you know, that just what we see or how we feel about something versus versus uh, sort of the extent to how bad one thing is versus another. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. do I want you to be focused on something that is potentially superficial or do I want you to be focused on something that is truly damaging to the game? So I'll kind yeah. of follow that up with 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 sort of a next question of of the ISK sold on the real money trading markets out there. Can you kind of give us a proportion of how much you believe comes from botting and farming operations versus hacked accounts? It really depends on the vendors uh, that you are buying from. And, um, you know, I, I wish I could be more specific there just to, to like outright say this guy is selling from hacked accounts. Um, but you will have to find that out. Uh, when you get banned or have some assets seized from you instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have a question. Of, it, it's related to this because you have the hacked accounts, but it's not necessarily that um, that the, their EVE Online, EVE Online account is hacked. Like there's, like you talked about the, um, uh, the about the uh, credential stuffing. And like, I, I know that a few months ago, there was a um, a data breach at eBay, which had you know people's usernames and passwords and 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 buying history. So that that kind of thing. It, it, do you see 
that kind of uh, data breach, when that happens, then you see some a, a big effort for credential stuffing um, when um, uh, in EVE Online shortly after. Yes, there is a direct correlation with these breaches and uh, increased success rates. They're always adapting. And, and I think where I, where I noticed it last year was really with the Yahoo breach. That's where it started. And then there was like MySpace shortly after and, and all kinds of sites, just really, really big breaches getting bigger and more frequent as well. Yeah, but this is this used to be like two major attacks every year, but now it's every day. So yeah, it's so like an ongoing thing. Ongoing yeah. thing, constantly. The the, yeah. the the message is basically like you know just protect your email accounts, uh, you know, with everything you can. You know, don't don't take any chances. Uh, keep your um, you know keep keep your accounts, your main accounts that you use to sign up for everything. Keep them very secure. Helps uh, everyone. Yeah. So. What you have to uh, realize is that your username and your email is just public knowledge, right? Uh, you have been in some site that was breached. Your email is public knowledge. So that's the takeaway here is it doesn't matter where you were breached. The fact that you use the same account name, the same email, sorry, and same passwords across the board and all the things that you do, any place where you get breached means that you're breached everywhere else too. Yeah. And that's what's happening in you. Yeah. Yeah, so brute forcing would be like, I'm going to guess. I'm going to try every possible combination of uh, characters and see if I can guess your password. But credential stuffing is just like, I know these credentials are good somewhere. I'm going to try them everywhere. Yeah, we can see we can see that they're trying usernames that don't exist and stuff. So they're obviously from somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, I mean, it's just basic security, you know. Never use the same password twice. Use disposable passwords or password um, managing software, or and and you know, two-factor authentication on everything. Keep everything safe. Well, since you bring up two-factor authentication, uh, and I'm going to try and address King Aries sort of in in, in his question out there, but. Um, at the summit, Pellegrino, you brought up the huge trend in accounts being compromised, and and quote, most RMT occurring now is from stolen accounts. Is apparently what you said there. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of discussion there regarding how account hacking is the primary source of this stuff. Yet, CCP Cemetery commented the effect that we would want to find the best security with the least friction possible. And then you said CCP does not want to put arbitrary restrictions on the Eve experience to prevent real money trading. Do you want people to be using two-factor authentication? And if so, why do we not just require it if it's that level of a problem? Well. Um... It's not a decision the security team could make. I mean, we're obviously pushing for mandatory two-factor across the board, and I think we're working towards that. And that's like, you know, the, it'd be reasonable. But even though, um, even if we uh, had mandatory two-factor authentication for everybody, like say you had to use the Google app, um, that would only help those who are actively playing. You know, it wouldn't retroactively secure the the millions of accounts that are in our database that are, are dormant as such. Uh, and then that, those are very hard to protect because the, when the bad guy is logging in, he is essentially logging in with valid credentials, right? So, uh, we see it based on, on, on profiling, basically, the behavior that happens and um, some technical information we collect as well. So we can assume that if somebody breaks into an account, uh, what kinds of things do they do? Like, I imagine take the money and take the uh, skill points, right? Yeah. 
and I mean, there are so many wildcards too. That's just, this is why uh, repairing a hacked account can be very difficult. I mean, what if it's the director in a corporation? He can, he can ruin thousands of people. Um, Let's say you come back to the game and your uh, account has been hacked. You know, you maybe you don't even realize it at first because you're not surprised you can't remember the password and you you um, you manage to reset it. And you go back inside and it's been wiped out. And you go to CCP and you ask for help. How much work goes into restoring that account? What does it take? Uh, GMs do that by and large. Um, so it's not done by the security team. And, and they are doing a really, really great job at this. Uh, I think it, last year it would take maybe three months to get your stuff back or a month. You know, And now we're getting back to people uh, within a week or a couple of days. And I think that we've just gotten better at handling it. And we've also gotten better tools. Um, that was sort of a lot of 2017 for the security team, sort of uh, advocating for some internal tools that we could use to help us cope with the uh, the new landscape that we found ourselves in. Yeah, we're at least uh, we're trying to get uh, battery shots on on being quicker and stuff. But you know, these guys are much faster. They can they can ruin the account in a couple of minutes, so it's hard to catch up on that. Yeah, and 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 then to the point of like no arbitrary restrictions because it doesn't work with Eve. It's like you know a lot of uh, other games with the Plex implementation have made it so that you simply can't trade the Plex. You can only sell it for ISK uh, or or in-game cash, whatever. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but any of these things, right? Uh, you know, whether it be you know two-factor authentication on your Eve, uh, you know, on your Eve accounts, or two-factor authentication, you know, even on your email that is related to your Eve accounts, or anything else for that matter, um, it's not about it's not about being able to 100% immunize yourself to anything, right? It's about making yourself a less attractive target than other than other accounts that they you know that they come across, other forms of you know hacking that that they can do right they want they want to go for the low-lying fruit first don't they mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and as long as people continue to have bad passwords uh they're just going to keep doing this you know they have uh, uh more than uh, enough of a steady supply to to pull from to cope with the demand but it's <laughs> it's sad because um most players aren't aware of where they get this isk from and so um from CCP's point of view, we've just had skill points stolen from a, uh, the account of a customer or potential customer. And then, um, you know, the damage is already done. It would be a very little option for, for, for setting that straight, except for to, to contact the player and tell him, you just got stuff from a hacked account. Usually they are quite understanding of that and, and apologetic, um, which is, you know, all we're trying to do. We're trying to... to to relay a message here because there's no way we can stop you from going on the internet and buying some Eve stuff at the end of the day. Since, since you brought up um, uh, passwords, uh, I, I do happen to have a question here related to that. Does Eve have a minimum standard for passwords and is it robust enough? I'll follow that up with, should Eve require a higher standard of security when trying to log in from another IP range as well? That's something we're looking at, yeah. Um, we're always improving these things. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interest uh, in this topic at the moment, and uh, people are looking at a lot of different ways to uh, make uh, us and our customers uh, less uh, less attractive target for for these guys. Is there a way to push people in front of us, like get Dirk instead of my account? 
<laughs> wow, that's uh, that's. Right, see, you gotta, you gotta yeah, we'll talk some... after. We'll talk after <laughs> privately. Okay, yeah. you're driving home from work, and you're and there's traffic, and you're going to be late. And there's a big fleet op that you're trying to get home for. Is it against the EULA to call home and ask your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, kids to log in your characters for you so you can rush right in and be a star? No, that's fine. All right, it's not considered a hack then. Don't tell me that's never happened to any of you because it has. <laughs> Um, in your, somebody said Dirk McGurk feeling under the bus. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know. Um, does Eve effectively, in your opinion, does Eve effectively communicate the importance the importance of account security and do so often enough? Is it enough in the players' faces? No, and this was a failure of the security team in, in 2017. We we just we didn't um, stay in touch. We didn't. Uh, yeah, we didn't put out anything. Basically, we were we were scrambling to keep up with the hacked accounts, and at the end of the year, I realized, uh, you know, in retrospect, I I probably should have spent more time on botting in 2017, uh, because I can't stop people from logging in with valid credentials. Um, at the same time, it's it's something that I take very seriously. I I, I can't stand to watch you know 30,000 accounts being uh, ruined as a result of this, and I I know that. Only a tiny percentage of these guys will ever contact us, and then the rest can therefore be considered lost. You know, uh, a lot of people actually, if you if your account gets hacked, you you simply won't go through the trouble of contacting CCP and uh, filing a ticket and going through that process, which isn't um, perfect. You know, uh, it's something that we're looking closely at, though, and and um, we hope to have um, perhaps better tools for for um, self recovery and such in the future. Yes. The but, communication uh, side of this is is something that you know we in the communications team have sort of uh, acknowledged as well. We we should just talk to people more, uh, and we're going to be giving out these uh, you know monthly updates now on on what's happening with all kinds of you know clarifications on things that uh, people are talking about and more information. Uh, you know, tips and tricks, anything, any, anything that's going on, basically giving people mm -hmm. updates on how we're doing. And what I like about stuff. this is that it's going to come from com community instead of me and Grimmy. I mean, we we, um, we need to work with data, uh, even though it's very nice to to constantly be talking to the players and the press and whatnot. We have to get our hands dirty if we're going to be like we have to actually ban the bots, and find the bad guys. Can't do that if I'm just talking. Nope, that that's true. And, uh, and I'll go back to uh, a question here from King Aries out in the audience. You said, uh, well, his question is, is it an issue of team security being understaffed? Okay. Um, I, you know, I will ask you, you know, you know, how do you feel your staff is in relation to what it is you're tasked with on the security side? And then I'm not going to talk about what team uh, what, what the community team staffing is like and their ability to communicate all the things that they need to communicate. Yeah, I mean, um, we do no, have no, very no good secret, really, yeah. that we um, we're down some people and we're looking for replacements. Um, but and I mean, then have... you know, if you if you ask uh, if you ask any any team that has a lot of a uh, lot of uh, pressure to do stuff, they they'll never tell you that they have enough people. So it's uh, <laughs> I it's, could it's always, always take be... a lot of people, and if you want to yeah, volunteer, you... maybe we can work something out. Yeah. And if, if we've got qualified security professionals watching the show right now, 
tell them a little bit about what what positions you have available and what cities they'd they'd be living in if they took that position. It's not uh, finalized. I I think they're working on the strategy for um, uh, infosec as such, which is uh, separate from um, the Eve security or game security aspects, the corporate security or the corporate information security department. You need um, a whole different, you know, professional for, for that side of things. Uh, that would probably be a Reykjavik position or London. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but we do have a London office as well. Uh, Grimi, did you want to get in here? Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. They got this, actually. Okay. Noisy? I'm touching this with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. I saw him trying <laughs> earlier. Noisy gamer. Yeah, I mean, we do, yeah. we do. If we need to throw more people at the problem, we do have a very good working relationship with uh, GMs. So we can always get help from them. And, you know, a lot of com- people in the company who can, you know, pick up the slack. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, I should just clarify where team security has fallen now. We used to be in the IT department. Um, now we are in uh, the player experience department, which is actually the the, the rebranded customer support department. Um, and, and I think it's a good fit because all uh, the stuff that we do on a daily basis has to do with improving uh, the player experience. We only do this because you guys demand it, right? And you used to sit right next to the customer service guys anyway. Yeah. So it's a good fit. It's like we're back home with friends. Indeed. And, and it's a new focus too, because it's um, CCP is, 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 is by and large entirely focused on EVE now. And there's less other, other things, virtual reality and whatnot, other offices. So all eyes are on EVE as such. And a really cool thing about uh, what these guys security team is like it, it sort of it sort of naturally attracts everybody's attention in the company so when like the the data guys the game designers uh you know the programmers everybody who like especially the people who are like who are dp players or have been dp players and are really you know they really deeply care about this stuff then then you know this is just uh, an area of of the company that uh that everybody's really interested in and it's it, it, you know so everybody everybody when, when there's something happening um they you know everybody wants to come and take a look and help out and pitch in ideas and throw in help so it's 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 really good for that all right noisy did you have something you want to say here yeah just uh i just had a question um it's going back a little bit um this might be a, a little bit something that you may not want to talk about but apparently on the botting forums they are convinced that you're watching them and that if they like log in with a ip that's not associated with earlier stuff that you're basically emailing them and not letting them log in and, until they enter a uh, a code that you're emailing them um th- that sounds kind of like trying to stop people from just going in and uh, randomly uh, uh, cleaning out accounts. Is that yeah, I mean, happening? It's, a, it's an industry standard as such. If you're logging in from a new location, we're going to send you a, a challenge. Yeah, it, it just sounds like something new because all these botters were freaking out. Yeah, I'm really glad. Uh, we are watching you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We do a very similar thing at my company. That's good to know they're on their toes. Well, so the, the big takeaway is that the internet's gotten to be a crazy place where there's so many data breaches from whatever companies. And because we tend to 
keep the same uh, email uh, most of our lives and usually passwords too, that that affects uh, EVE Online, even for dead accounts that you haven't even played in a while. So somebody may break into those and steal a bunch of wealth there, either through ISK or skill points. And that's an unfair advantage for some people. And that obviously leads to RMT, which we'll cover in a little bit. But would you say that's like the big takeaway is to secure these accounts, lock them down with two-factor authentication and change up your passwords? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, if you know anybody that, that is still on a Yahoo email, maybe reach out and, you know, tell them about Gmail or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, and I mean, I mean like... in all seriousness, it's like a, it's like a steady supply. So uh, it's just about practicing... Uh, decent security standards with, with regards to your passwords. And, and to do that, you need a password manager because the human brain can't remember, you know, or how many accounts do you have on the internet nowadays? I'm probably at a hundred, you know, and, and trying to remember all those passwords is just a fool's game. And if like the worst solution in the world to that is, is just using the same one because it's easy to remember. I mean, you don't yeah, even but have that's, to that's what people go for. Because... Exactly. And it's it's like, even if you don't use a password manager, any any service nowadays has a, you know, forgotten password feature that takes, you know, two minutes to go through if you can't remember or your cookies are gone or whatever. Like, you know, just it's not worth it to reuse passwords. Remember this? Look in the camera. Yes, yes, I remember this. What are we looking at for podcast listeners? What is that? We're, we're looking at a little uh, handheld uh, code generator device with a CCP logo on it. Yeah. A little keychain. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that was handed out at FanFest, right? In the lead up to, I think, a big announcement from T uh, Team Security at the time, right? Are you talking about the token? Yeah. Yes, the, the the mystical token. It's now a prized possession that I say for no it's reason. It's a collectible, like yes. It's never going to work. Never. <laughs> it's like the door. So what, <laughs> yeah. what, one last takeaway, uh, and that is that the you're up against people that aren't even, maybe not even players anymore, right? Because this could be the interest of groups that don't even play EVE attacking accounts that aren't even active. These are groups doing it for uh, a living, systematically attacking free-to-play games. Um, the fraud we see, um, we see that they're hitting yeah. all other free-to-play games usually. Well, this, it looks like this has been like unrelated groups for a while now. You there know, are multiple uh, sort of persistent threats. Yeah. So when people are like, hey, the, the team security is not taking care of our botting problem, and you guys are wrestling with like, I don't know, these underground uh, mafias that are attacking these dead accounts, like let's keep that in perspective, right? Like you guys are dealing with 30,000 broken, you know, broken into incidents uh, and that keeps you pretty busy. Yeah. I mean, right. it's like, and it's like, you know, we wouldn't, we don't want the reality to be that we have to, you know, choose which problem to attack. We want to attack all of these problems. And, uh, you know, we're, we're wrapping up to do, more damage to these guys than we've been able to do in the past. So there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things happening. Uh, yeah, uh, and honestly, I've been at CCP since 2006. So I'm on like year 13 now. Academy has been there longer. Guard's been there longer. <laughs> um, the other guy in team security right now is a senior game master who just joined us. Um, maybe we'll hear more from him in the future, but but he's also one of the oldest employees. Uh, we have here and a really good fit for this sort of work i think uh, also I, i've been here for so long that i can happily say that it's there's never been more eyes uh, on 
these topics than right now. There is like a, a real uh, big movement inside of CCP that's um, that's happening. Yeah, that's cool. Partly because me and Grimmy have spent the 2017 crying very loudly. I mean, <laughs> uh, if we didn't put out dev blogs, we certainly put out a, a couple of internal blogs that were really, really, um, I don't know, difficult to write, but they needed to be written. Was uh, Grimmy crying with his guitar? Yeah. But yeah, it's true. We do have a lot of a lot of interest, and you know, people all over the company are, are like helping out in all kinds of ways. So it's uh, it's an exciting times, actually. Yeah, I think it's more effective too. Uh, perhaps the first team security at CCP was a little bit isolated, and and it was too much of a secretive operation. I think this is something that no department can do on their own. It's also an ongoing thing, and like security, I always say it's like an active state. Uh, it's like posture. Um, and so mm. to, to, to be able to, to have an impact, we need to work with everybody at CCP, basically. And that's what and we're the community. Now. Yeah. And the community. Community, uh, you know, if we have a community with it, of course, everything is, everything is better and more effective. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we just noticed, like, because we haven't communicated a lot about this. There's a lot of things that, that you know, people don't uh, intuitively understand or they think something works a certain way when it really doesn't. Uh, and, you know, it's just, uh, that's just because we haven't properly explained it or had had enough discussions about it to to sort of uh, uh, standoffish in our um, sort of security mentality, which uh, is you know don't show your hand, but you can you can show people plenty without showing showing the bad guys your uh, your secrets. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to the thirty thousand accounts just real quick for a second because sure. there's some people out in the audience that are that are sort of kind of extrapolating some things there. That is 30,000 accounts that were hacked last year. And the only reason that you knew that they were hacked was because those players actually came back and said, yo, bro, my account got hacked. No. Um, okay. By and large, we found them after they were ruined by profiling the behavior of, you know. So when, uh, when, um, when these guys log into tons of accounts, uh, we see patterns on our end. It depends, you know, on the situation. But uh, just as an example, I, I'll use the Yahoo breach. You know, we'll see 500 accounts with a Yahoo email uh, reset their passwords, log in, and extract their skill points, fly to Jita, and then start handing it out to people. Uh, that is um, an asymmetric transaction as far as CCP is concerned. It stands out like a sore thumb. Um, at the same time, it's it's not enough to find it after the damage has been done. We need more preventative measures because um, from, from those 30,000 accounts that we have banned as compromised and have been ruined by real money traders, I would say that maybe 1,000 filed a ticket, right? So the rest is just, you know, I call them the poor lost souls. <laughs> that, there's also a kind of a movement to like the other side of this is there's kind of a movement to punish people that don't use two-factor authentication uh it seems like you should do that but since that costs you so much time sorting out the wreckage that that uh people leave you by not protecting their accounts could you could there be a banning penalty for people who are uh lax in security no i think it's a bad idea to shame the user i mean it's it's no security shaming? No. This is EVE Online. Of course we want to shame the user. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, 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 I've thought about this myself because, you know, you kind of make fun of people who have um, shitty passwords. But it's, it's just, they're humans, you know? It's Maybe that's the problem. Uh, human, uh, human nature, I think.
So I mean, they're, they're also customers, you know. We uh, yeah. their their rights and 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 sort of well-being is 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 what we care about. It's yeah. just the way it is. You probably want to incentivize it rather than like uh, threaten people with with punishment. Yeah, stuff. that's always a thing. And and there, there's there's things with E where you kind of like you have to design all these uh, things that are like a minor nuisance. Maybe elsewhere, you know, you you have have like this little oh, it's only ten seconds extra to log in if you use this. But then you have people that have thirty accounts, and so you can't you can't design any solution for a single account user. And then you know we we've done that with things in the past, and we usually hear about it and uh, and angry threats. So uh, you know we we got to make sure all these. You know, if we put up a threshold or a new security measure, whatever it is, that it's also not just a massive nuisance for uh, everybody else. You know, it has to. Yeah, I mean, if we've done our job properly, you wouldn't even notice, right? So, uh, just going back to what uh, Grimmy just said about incentivizing. So, are there any thoughts about like maybe giving a one percent training boost to any account that make that's using two-factor authentication? Yes, we have brought that up as an idea and it's something we're pushing for. I mean, any kind of incentivizing of... of yeah, also a good idea to advertise now that the, the old backdoor, which is to say that if you were using the Google Authenticator app, if someone had access to your email, they could bypass it. That's now been fixed. So now it is a secure implementation. So you should use the Authenticator in specific as it can't be bypassed by the email, which is the point of entry for all these compromised accounts. Um, our adoption rate is really low, but that's because we've had an implementation that wasn't good enough. Now I think it's good enough. We're going to start to advertise it. It's great. This is like, uh, you know, this is what the player organizations can help us with, you know, word of mouth, uh, encourage your users to, uh, your, your sort of members to uh, use this and, and, and be safe and, and especially, you know, protecting core assets and such. Uh, now we know why you're here. It's a push. We should get the word out. So I mean, like we said, we we haven't talked about this enough, and it's 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 not the way to go. It's uh, you know, there's a marginal benefit uh, to you know being a silent brick on security, uh, but it's 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 a loss. You know, we we ha we have to talk about this. It's like if we don't if we don't tell the community what's happening and 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 spread awareness of these things, we only have misinformation and uh, you know frustration. Yeah, uh, awareness is super important. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, I've noticed that. I was actually just looking at the stats for two-factor adoption rates, and they have more than doubled after the uh, fix and also a couple of tweets. So, you know, just low-hanging fruit, really. Can you tell us, uh, percentage-wise, how many people are using two-factor authentication? It's about 1%. Oh, 1%? Let's say people are listening to the show and they're starting to think, oh, maybe I should do this. You guys make it sound like it's important. Yeah, it's very easy. Well, how will their life change? I mean, what will be different uh, if they can they still log in at work and then go home and log in at home? Oh, yeah. And save their accounts into the launcher. How will that work with two fans? You should only have to do it once. Um, you know, you can okay. remember the device, the, lo the location. So it, it is fairly seamless. Um, I personally just have no problem with using it, but I guess I was—I've—I've I've been uh, using two-factor for years, sort of. So for the two-factor, if you're using like the Google two-factor, and it kind of like makes you like relog on to your uh, machine like once every thirty days and, and submit that. Will, will you have that same kind of thing happening with the e launcher? Mm, you're gonna have to repeat that. Sorry. 
Okay, so let's say that. Well, maybe maybe it's just something at work, but um, let's say that the the Google Authenticator makes you like log in, you know, re-enter a, a code once every thirty days for logging in. Would that same thing happen um, uh, for the Eve launcher, or is it there's no time limit on the Eve launcher that would make you re-authenticate? I'm not a hundred percent on that, um, to be honest. I know we're trying hmm. to put in some changes to this um, process that should make it uh, a lot easier uh, for the player. And the intention is, you know, it, we really can. We, you just have to go through this process once for the device or once for the location. So if you have a PC at work, you have a computer at home, and then you shouldn't have to do it more unless something changes, like say you get a new IP address or something like that. Or uh, perhaps uh, you upgraded your computer and changed out some hardware. Uh, to CCP, then we would uh, say, "Oh, this is a, something new. Let's let's authenticate." You know, and this is something that we're going to be doing more of in the future because um, that's the only way we can address the the credential stuffing problem is, is just by having inherently better secured accounts going forward. All right. So let's wrap up this section. Um... And real quick, that 1%, uh, I'm part of the 1%, finally. That's uh, something people are saying in chat, and I agree with them. Uh, my five accounts are two-factor authenticated. Um, is, but what, is your email? Yeah, and I'm changing my passwords, but I got I got ambushed. So I, Can I, you 2FA, 2FA? <laughs> but uh, I wanted to ask, is that 1% of like all the accounts or 1% of active Omegas or what? As far as I remember, and we're trying to, to run these stats again, um, the stats I was advertising just now is from before we fixed the implementation. And that was a conscious decision on our behalf not to advertise a solution that didn't work as intended. You know, Now it does work as intended, and we will pay more attention to how many are using it. I got it. So you got something that works well, and you want to uh, now push it and tell people yeah. to use it. Yeah, yeah. because it yeah. solves the, the big problem of the day, which is really these um, credential stuffing attacks. If you put uh, something in the ESI that tells the uh, folks whether or not they're using two-factor authentication, we might be able to use peer pressure at the uh, alliance and corporation level to get our members to, to turn it on. I'm for it. Oh, something uh, the CSM has asked about. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's so much guys. more uh, players than than developers, you know. And we, I think, on on botting and and all these fronts, if we can leverage the brain power of our awesome player base, then uh, we'll we'll go far. Yeah, instead of working against them, right? And these guys are pretty smart out here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so. Um, I guess that wraps up the, the account talk, but we want to move into something that's very related to that. What do you do with all that money you steal if you break into account and take the skills and take the ISK? What do you do with that money? Possibly RMT, real money transactions. Um, can you set that up for us, Noisy? What is, what is that and what's, uh, you know, or, or actually, maybe we just get to uh, Peligro. What, what's the big deal with RMT? Well, two, two angles to that. Um, first is is the, the pay-to-win angle from the players. Like it, it just bothers you to an extent, I believe, because um, there is that pay-to-win angle of it. Uh, for CCP, it's an issue because of the ways um, that they acquire the goods, which is largely, as we said, through fraud and hacking. Uh, and then if it's from you know botting, it's not exactly great either. So um, 
very few people are selling ISK that they've uh, earned legitimately. So it's always been, I mean, from the very start, the, it's always been very obvious when you look at those transactions and what they connect to behavior and that the incentives around RMT are just all uh, all wrong. It's it's mm-hmm. just, it just just leads directly to all the worst behaviors. And, yeah. and more to the point, like Noisy said, there's this hazard discount. It's very easy to give a discount on stuff that you stole, right? Which is yeah. how they're constantly able to undercut CCP. Because there is a legal alternative there, but uh, when you look at the conversion rates, I'm sure um, you think you can get further through RMT. What CCP about... has to pay a lot of people to uh, continue running as a as a game and a service, and and these guys, you know, they only have to steal and sell. So, right. What about those of us that said uh, uh, to our wives, "Look, if you let me play this video game, I can make some money." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try something else. Works for me, you know. Uh, all right, so RMT, um, you do a lot of uh, research on RMT, right, Noisy? Uh, yeah. So, Noisy? Who's yeah, ever heard no- of that guy with regard yeah. to RMT? No, he does, he does. We, we pretend a little. Um, can you tell us, like, uh, uh, something about the, you know, how CCP makes it not worthwhile even doing? Well... Okay, so from what I've seen, um, you know, you do certain things like, you know, they'll they'll go ahead. So okay, so from the top down, you have you have Plex, which will go ahead and lower the price to which the RMTers can charge, and then the, the, there's the bot bans, and uh, and you know account, you know, and fighting the account hacking, which lowers the amount of uh, isk available, which means that the, the the isk sellers have to raise their prices, and if it gets to, if the margin is not great enough, then the, the the isk sellers will just go ahead and find someplace better to sell their stuff. Greener pastures, yeah. Um, it's not exactly uh, pretty, but we try to brace the barrier of them doing bad stuff in Eve in any way we can. Um, I'd say that the, you know it's we're working at a disadvantage here because we don't do any kind of restrictions on this eve is sort of the um you know it doesn't it doesn't work in a sandbox you just couldn't do that well another another thing oops sorry another thing that another thing that happens and it happened this weekend with the sale um i was i i monitor the prices and i see that like the low you know the low prices are like six dollars a billion and with the 25 percent sale the price of a of um a, b- a billion isk just you know going through CCP and buying Plex and converting it like you're supposed to got down to be like 825 to 840 a billion and so when you see that that hazard discount of only being like 2 to 250 a lot of people don't want to risk you know don't want to risk saving $2.50 in order to have their account banned for like 7 days yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I mean, th- th- there's there's a real risk that uh, that ISQ buy illegally is just going to get, you know, taken from your account uh, with no recourse, and that that sucks. So <laughs> it's a it's a it should be it should be the better choice for people mm. to um, go through us and uh, don't do business with these uh, guys that are just. I kind of want to address another thing in 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 relation to this is is um, the the plausible deniability defense. Okay, so when you receive uh, 5 uh, billion ISK that was obtained 
through stolen credit cards and CCP knows that um, and we take it from you and you come back and say, oh, it's my friend. Uh, he's just doing me a, you know, a solid. That doesn't hold up. You're still receiving stolen property, even if you didn't know. I mean, it has to be taken away. We can't let that stay in the game. I've got a couple of questions here related to uh, RMT, um, mainly from the Plex side of it. Pl uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily know what the origins of Plex were into this game. It was not as a gift to players in some way, but primarily as a means to combat real money trading. Since its introduction in 2008, to what extent do you think uh, the introduction of Plex has contributed to reducing overall real money trading uh, and botting, for that matter, as opposed to other the other means that team security uses to fight these things. I think it's great. I mean, it hasn't solved the problem, but it, there, it, it is the legal option that I have to, to sort of tell people about when they get in trouble for buying from some shady source. Uh, I can tell them here, this is how you do it legitimately. So there won't be a problem in the future. Uh, as with, uh, with players, we try to convert them. You know, you, you get a chance and um, it's basically, you, you just don't get two chances, right? Well, I mean, let's let's think about it on a relative basis. Where would Eve be in terms of real money trading today if Plex did not exist? It would be way worse. Absolutely. Yeah, it would be way worse. You would you would probably see it everywhere. It would be uh, it would be way more in your face uh, and and doing way more damage. I mean, so while Plex has a benefit to players out there to be able to kind of play to pay, right, and for other players to be able to. You know, you know, do it in kind of a CCP legal way of of their own version of real money trading, uh, at least on a you know in a one way direction. Um, really, uh, the, the the benefit to players is sort of a means to a different end, though, right? Yeah, and well, I mean, like you can also pay for your own. Um, you know, if you're if you're a rich guy, you can flex your account with ISK, just as long as you're not botting. You know. Right, right, but they're but they're really kind of a tool in the process of this larger real money trading uh, yeah. fight. Absolutely, yeah. There's a there. there I mean, Plax was uh, put in place for for a few different reasons, and like only one of them is is this sort of legal alternative for uh, as an outlet for this need. But it's also just like it's just a really smart way uh, to allow players with a lot of time and and players with uh, more money than time just to exchange sort of they're essentially just exchanging different kinds of time you know they're taking time here exchanging it for time there and it's, it's a brilliant economy uh so it, it also it also just it, it, it has this amazing fluidity to it that um it it's really helped help the game along well before plex there was this system with eve time codes and we had the same kind of time codes available in everquest and everquest 2 um, and uh, we implemented something like Plex called Chrono. Uh, and uh, once it got out there and started going, the, the, it completely changed the customer service expense picture for EverQuest 1 and 2. Because it used to be that the most, the most work and the most tickets were going into problems with the exchange of eve time of, of time codes between players and this cleaned that right up. so were uh were, were there similar uh customer service expenses for eve time codes that went down after plex came out i uh, yeah absolutely i mean the old fraud before plex was all related to these etcs or eve time codes yep. those were I physical remember. codes that you might remember you know scratch up a card and type it in 
and there was a lot of scamming with these. Uh, but they they just go uh, for the path of least resistance as always. Um, and so it, yeah, like, it has changed a lot in these years. But they were they were on the on the plex, you know, the frosters were on the plex on day one immediately. So that didn't take them very long either. They try everything. Uh, they you try know, everything. Credit card fraudsters and everything, you know, like there's everything so they just they try to get like uh, they try to get money where they can and uh and the uh you know the, the sort of uh, the market system of eve and the uh open nature of it is probably makes it a pretty uh, fun playground for these guys to try things out so are you guys impressed by some of the things you've seen like what are some of the crazy things you've seen with <laughs> definitely i mean like we've seen a lot of stuff and and I mean, I, mean, it, I know it's for always, a fact that um, people have written Eve clients from scratch, which you know you shouldn't do. To, please don't modify the client. But it's technically <laughs> impressive to me, nevertheless. Yeah. They wrote a client from scratch. Holy crap! Wow. I mean, there's 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 a lot Does of really smart people. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of really smart people out there doing uh, really negative things, you know. But some some of the ways. They go about it. They're impressive. I mean, people have figured out figured out incredibly obscure exploits that uh, are just. I mean, hard to hard to understand where they begin. You know, testing testing what they uh, things to figure it out. It's just crazy. But yeah, um, you know, uh, back to the Plex thing. It, you know, if Plex is kind of, if Plex is a meaningful contributor to combating RMT, just sort of in general, right? Wouldn't the key be to continually, albeit with an eye on stability, keep pushing the in-game price of Plex higher in order to uh, make it even less economically viable for third-party illicit sellers of of, of gold? And um, from an economic standpoint, I mean, like from if if you just look at it from like one direction, maybe that would work, work or or you know maybe that would make sense. But there's just so many factors, uh, and, and we don't we don't touch the price of Plex. It's yeah. just market driven uh, in game. So, um, well, it, it, I mean, you do touch the price of Plex because you create new demand drivers for what it can be used for. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, like there's, I mean, but but it's 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 more. You know, it's not so conscious most of the time. I mean, we're not always like we're not really actively uh, trying to push on it all the time. It's more about like, but th- then again, you think about like if you if you drive it up, there's other factors as well. You know, people uh, people would be less inclined to you know, pay for their accounts, and they would drop accounts, and we would see less players in the game, and it'd be like, you know, there's there's effects on all sides. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, simply they can't, they don't have access to any payment option except for in-game Plex. And so I am concerned with the regular player's ability to participate in, in these things. Um, even though it's nice that you know the Plex are selling for a lot of ISK so that you can, uh, if that's what you're after, you can get more ISK for your, uh, for your dollar. Uh, um, but but uh, I, I just want it to be um, accessible for everybody and not inflated by people cheating through various methods and sort of Making it so that regular Joe can't uh, can't afford a Plex every now and then. Is there any reason out there why anybody within uh, why anybody in the world cannot buy Plex from CCP or an authorized reseller? Like, is there anything to do with anything in any countries out there? Yeah, it's just where you can't... live. Uh, do you have a, do you have a you know do you have an, any of the payment options we accept? I mean, we have players from pretty much every country on the world, I believe. You know, with minor exceptions. Yeah. 
So there should be no reason why anybody out there has to go to an illicit seller. No, I, I don't think so, but I've, I have heard that many times from players who are like, I, I could only buy this here. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't um, hold up as, as a defense. But if that is, in fact, true, then that's, that's, that's a failure on our part. Why I mean, I guess cash? Uh, everybody, I mean, everybody, you know, has their own reasons for doing things and they also have to think about the risks. So that's what it comes down to. We can only try to uh, provide the best possible service we can on, on you know, payment and everything else. And then, uh, you know, educate people on, on the changes to make and, and what the rules are. Grimmy, did you have something to say? No, it's basically that, what he said. Right. Um is there something, some comparison that can be made between uh, any of these online game currencies and virtual currencies like Bitcoin? You certainly can't. Um, no, don't invest in Evisc. It's not a good. Just go for the, <laughs> go for the Bitcoin instead. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. a pretty deep subject, but we'll say it for a different time. Um, anything else on? Do you guys want to cover that, or do you want to go on to? Uh, is there anything else on RMT that we want to talk about? Please don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't buy ISK uh, from bad people. Yeah, no, some... I think we should kind of focus on sort of the underlying things. I mean, look, RMT is out there in its bigger sense. There, you know, there's probably not a whole big reason to dwell on that when we let's get to botting. I know it's a sexy, it's a sexy part of the no, show. It, but... It's not just that it's a sexy part. It's a, it's a part that's got a lot of stuff to it, and we don't have you know the time to waste or whatever. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, so uh, let's move on to botting. Go ahead and... Well, first of all, let's talk about what botting is. Uh, there's a whole presentation on this in 2015 at FanFest. You can check it out with security team. They go on to... They talk about... Uh, actually, at that point, they were eliminating the use of um, software to help you cut up a screen or to... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Multi amplify your inputs. Yeah. So software anyway, so multiplexing. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Yeah, let's talk about botting. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is the botting? I'm just going to define it as using something that isn't the Eve client to interact with the Eve client for any purpose, right? So you're you're you can bot more or less anything. Um, usually, in the context of Eve Online, it refers to facilitation of wealth. So you're you're acquiring ISK or something like that in in some way. Um, by well, and in an automated fashion, so you don't have to be yeah, present, yeah. which is why so, it's not allowed, right? This doesn't provide a level playing field for those who aren't willing to go and download some dirty hack to get ahead. Creamy. Basically, just uh, you know, automation of gameplay as uh, in in any way or form would be the well. Well, this is where I get, I think it gets sketchy for me, like uh, ethically. If you start thinking about all the third-party tools and mapping of the wormholes as you're going through them, and all the advantages that, that kind of technology gets you, and we kind of say that's okay because that's you're just you know making a skill plan or you're just uh, figuring out your fittings before you get into the game. Uh, but then, yeah, there's stuff that's actually you know I don't know maybe checking out the market for you constantly and flagging you that something needs to be updated because. You're being outbid. Uh, these seem to me to be pretty big advantages, but those wouldn't really be considered botting or in you know a criminal act, would they? Depends on the tool. I mean, really, uh, if it's not a tool CCP made, you're not going to get like any, any official sanctioning of it from us. It's, it's it's used at your own risk because we didn't make it and we 
can't go and do a source code review on every third-party tool that's out there. In general, I would say that they, uh, the, the third-party tools rely on information that CCP put there in the client. If it's in the client, if it's in a text file on your computer, you can do whatever you want with it. And if CCP doesn't like that, then we need to just make sure that that information isn't available on the client side. So do you see a gray, like a gray or a slippery slope area that this kind of uh, goes into? Or do you, are you guys pretty sure like we know body when we see it or detect it? I think there are probably a lot of things that we don't know. Uh, try to keep a pretty humble perspective there because, um, you know, we're constantly being told about this and that is going on in-game from players. Um, so, it's uh, mostly noisy that's telling you. Carnero, yeah. <laughs> tell us why, why botting is so bad. You're a, a, a game developer as well. It, it puts a strain on the economy. It weakens it. And it, it reduces the options available to game designers to put new things into the game because they have to be careful about the, uh, about the opportunity for botters. It also puts additional stress on the servers, which leads to the, uh, the lag word that Dirk mentioned earlier. Yeah, you get, there's a lot of bad side effects of anything that accelerates the economy like that. And if it's if it's left completely unchecked, it can like really accelerate the economy. It can really have a have a bad effect and 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 inflation and all kinds of so. And then separate from the economy, there's also the in-game culture of the community and uh, built-in unfairness and unlevel playing fields caused by botting that some people can do and get away with, and other people can't do and get away with causes um, uh, a uh, reduction in the culture because of the just the friction of the inherent unfairness and unlevel playing field. Yeah, absolutely. Winter theory. Hmm. Well, it does seem to get people upset, doesn't it? Well, it does. <laughs> and so I understand that, you know, because if, if, it's, if you are playing by the rules and others aren't, then, uh, you know, of course you would want those guys to get caught. I think that is partly the reason why there is such a demand for these dev blogs and graphs of you know and, and we'll have some of that for you guys in the future and and, and yeah i mean I, I don't want us to get down the rabbit hole of kind of you know attempting to discern between botting and then all of these other things that kind of have bits of automated process to it you know whether it be input duplication and broadcasting or you know, you know, various other things that we can probably get into. Let's just stick to let's just stick to botting, right? Because that the, the automation, the basically the full automation of of a character out there doing something in order to acquire things, right? Um, let's go. Let's go to this recent dev blog that you put out. You said a little over eighteen hundred accounts were banned for botting slash automation in January. Um, of the eighteen hundred banned in January, were all of these what we would refer to as botters? as opposed to input duplication or even just, uh, you know, real money trading or anything like that. Was this all about botting? That was a botting ban wave, indeed. Um, you know, we're, we're dusting off some old systems and trying to, to bring them up to current standards. Um, and I think based on the 1800 we found in January, that was very promising. So it's probably systems that we're going to take uh, further. When you do a wave like that and you, and you, catch 1800 accounts do you go back through later and look at the 
uh, similarities and differences amongst the accounts? Do you look for patterns of what kind of folks are are doing this? Is it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are this is how we improve our detection as such. We we study the accounts we ban, and these uh, profiles are are fed into uh, detection code to help us find more of it to stay on top of it. You know, and, and sometimes if you stay on top of them for long enough, they will adapt or they will go away and then you have to you know look for them again there are a lot of different kinds of players playing eve are there any patterns you can see about which kinds of e parts of eve are more likely to be participating in botting i'm going to call out zero zero space and renter corporation alliances and such uh -huh. don't harbor botters please um you know I, I don't expect the players to police this for us it's clear that it's on ccp to do this um, but we really need the players on our side if we're going to be able to do it. Uh, you know, it, reporting things to us and also uh, being vocal when there is a problem. Um, I got some questions actually about this when there was a big uproar about botting if it, it was negative to me. And I just said, no, outright, I think it's great. If you guys have concerns, let us hear it. Because that's the stuff I need internally to get movement on, on this topic. And I, yeah, think, I mean, uh, yeah. we wouldn't be in such a good position today if, if there hadn't been this public back, backlash. So is there a lot? Like, you know, the okay. community, I mean, what the community, uh, what the community really wants is, is something we pay attention to. So like that's, we do it everywhere. Like what you guys are saying online, you know, what we're saying in podcasts and on the CSM or wherever, like we're, we're part of it. Data is only one, uh, one end of the stick. Yeah. We're seeing you with your band hammer now on screen. Uh, it's pretty big. <laughs> what? One of the questions that I asked you, Pellegro, the day that this uh, dev blog came out was, you know, is, is 1800 in January a normal month or the result of a ban wave? Your answer was, it's not normal. We're extra mad right now. Clean up 2018. So my question is, you know, 1800 is a great number, but if it's not normal because you were extra mad, can you tell us what is normal on a monthly basis? Um, it, it depends. You know, what did we find? I would say we don't do ban waves as such. We ban every single day. You know, uh, this was a I just call it a bandwave because we dusted off some old code and then we, we ran it and we got a, a big pile of results that we went through and uh, issued a lot of bans as a result of it. Um, but, but we shouldn't be banning once a month. It should be constant. As soon as we find something bad, we're going to take it out, you know? Right, because some people would want to look at this and go, wow, 1,800, if I multiply that by 12... You know, you know, I come out to the, you know, I come out to this really big number that, you know, I guess once you go through, you know, once you go through something like this, you do a wave, you get 1800. I'd have to imagine that it's a while before you can sort of uh, do that again. And therefore, 1800 to me in a band wave seems small in the great, you know, in, in, in the in the vastness that sort of is Eve players and the economy and all that kind of stuff. And certainly small compared to, you know, Unholy Rage back in 2009 that netted 6,200 in one day. Yeah. Um, that was actually like months of work preparing that. Yeah. So that was not like one day type of deal. Well, no, just meaning that on one day, 62 yeah, yeah, yeah. were banned yeah, that morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But the, the, the work behind, you know, finding these and, you know, verifying everything and doing everything, right? And what can players do to help? Well, you could send oh. emails to security at ccpgames.com if you have some um, good information, you know, with yeah. regards to RMT or people botting or anything like that. 
you might get uh, some game time as a reward uh, if it's good, or you might get a, some Plex under a program we call uh, Plex for Snitches. feeling. <laughs> 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 Best name. Sending you an email, though, sending you an email or or, or reporting it in that way, um, kind of requires a level of uh, a level of effort on behalf of the player to sort of sort of begin to make a case, right? Um, as opposed to the report a bot button. And here I'm going to ask this question that I've like made some comments out there before: Is the report a bot button actually something that helps you, or is it a placebo for players to think that they're doing something? It absolutely helps me. Just on a, on a, on a daily basis, I monitor it. We have a SQL code that just looks at the bot reports as they come in, and uh, if people are being reported as a bot, they're, they're the first guys I'll look at on any given day, right? So it's about getting the guys uh, under the eyes of the security team, and that's use that button for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, can, in the future, can you be gonna, overwhelmed? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, in some cases, the the report is not accurate. That happens too. And in some cases, it's a spite report. You know, yep. especially if everyone who just reported them is all in a fleet together. Exactly. You know, uh, so there's all kinds of reports, but but all of them are appreciated, even if they're not factually accurate. We can just uh, move on to the next one. Uh, what do you What do you do? You know, I just want to say, like, because because there's been uh, discussions about whether it's you know safe to report someone, and it, it absolutely is in terms of like nobody's gonna get uh, banned as an innocent person just because they got reported. It's not it's not gonna happen. They're gonna go through the same stringent process of verification that any other bot. And I thought yeah, we've seen it's, that it's, happen it's to safe. our FCs before in the middle of a fleet where they got mass reported by the opposite side and uh, got taken out of the game first and then put back in afterwards. Very unlikely that that happened through the report the bot thing. There's simply no automation available there. It's just for, for me to be able to... Um, okay. You know, in the future, we want to improve the feedback you guys get from that. But I can do stuff like, right now, I could query that table and I could say, uh, show me all the bots that are permanently banned today that were reported in the past two months. And then we're looking at things like providing feedback to the player, not just, you know, not naming and shaming, but uh, sending you some notification to let you know that action was taken based on the information you sent us. Uh, it, it, we, we can do that if we can make it anonymous enough. Um, exactly. And, and, and like, like Peligro was saying earlier, I mean, we don't expect the community to do the work for us. Um, and and we, there's, no, there's no burden on players or any sort of, like, we're not pretending we can impress a duty upon our customers to uh, report things. And they absolutely, if they don't want to, they don't have to. It's, 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 uh, it's up to people who want to help out. If people feel like it, if this is something that, uh, that people want to do and feel, feel good doing, then, then we appreciate the help. That's, that's all there is. Yeah, and I wasn't asking that about it being a placebo because I think that there's some, you know, underlying attempt to simply placate players more along the lines of, you know, if you ask players to push to simply push a button because they've got this speculation that they really haven't looked into, you know, you know that that the team can just be inundated, you know, inundated with too many false positives for them to really be able to handle. Well, yeah. Do you punish people for doing that sort of thing too? Yeah, we have this feature that basically says never show me a report from this guy again. 
So, and I mean, yeah. for abusing any system, uh, whether it's the petition system or any report system, I mean, we we reserve we reserve the right to uh, do something about that if it's apparent that it's uh, that people are doing it uh, with ill intent. You know, we, we, I've never banned anyone that. for abusing the bot <clears throat> report system, but I certainly just flag people as this guy doesn't report anything good. All right. So, what do we do with uh, a big alliance leader that tells his people not to report each other? Yeah, you ignore him and then report them anyway. It's yeah. a personal decision, right? Like, he would never know anyway, right? That's, I mean, if you are a player who cares about the integrity of EVE Online, and I'm sure you do if you enjoy the, the product and you spend time on it, it's your hobby, then um, if you have information and you want to share it with CCP, we, we just really appreciate it. Yeah, and that's a personal sort of decision for any player. It's not something you have to sort of you don't have to toe the line. It don't have to. It's not an organizational sort of uh, decision. You you just if if you want to report uh, someone that you see breaking the rules, you can do that. And and it's it's completely uh, between uh, that player and us. Uh, but you're saying that if your guys get reported, it doesn't affect them until they're actually caught, right? Yeah, and there's no way you could report someone. Uh, like, let's say you have a fleet of 500 people and you tell everybody, report this one guy. Only thing you would achieve then is there would be 500 reports on that particular character ID in a database. There's no automation in place that bans him or anything like that. Good to hear. Um, going, going on to that, that all the bans are... Um, are, are manually checked before there's no automation automated banning um, I, in the latest dev blog there was a comment about reducing the penalty from 30 days to three days but then in the forums right it uh, Pelegro, you said that it, it's basically players will get you know a three-day ban but if you're like an RM tier that it'll be a permanent ban first time. Yes, I'm not trying to convert someone who's, um, you know, using EVE Online as a business. I have just no interest in you. Uh, if you're a player, those are the guys that get two chances. Uh, a, the other guys a are a liability. They're not an asset in any way. They're, they're actually just a cost to CCP. Amen. Yeah, because there's, there was like a lot of chatter on the forums that, oh my gosh, why are you reducing the penalties? But it seems that if, if you're going to like change it so that a... RM tier, uh, and it goes from two strikes to one strike. That seems to be making the penalty more uh, fitting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, RM tiers have always been permanently banned. Uh, uh, sellers, that is, on first offense, because then you're 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 you know you're not a player. You're just uh, making a living. Yeah, that's always been that's always been sort of uh, yeah. It's one of the more uh, most likely things just to get you flat out banned uh, if if you're caught selling isk for uh, you know for real money. When did this bot wave sort of initiate itself um, with, with, with you guys? Uh, was it was it when botting began to get brought up on Reddit? Was it when you know a bunch of obvious nixes seemed to go down in one day? Um, what was the trigger for you to begin initiating what would become a wave? Oh, it's a lot in that. I mean, well, it's, it's the, the first player week. demand, right? Yeah, that's one. And then also after that blog was um, delayed in December because it only touched on account hacking security instead of botting. Um, there was just this realization from the security team that after a year of trying to stop these hacked accounts, we just we aren't able to do it. Um, that was a tough realization for myself. 
Um, but it also allows me to go forth and focus on botting more in 2018, which I think will please the players. Can, can we just stipulate for the record now that the demand for you to crucify botters is always there and you don't have to wait for the, you know, the, the you don't oh, yeah. have to wait oh. for some segment of the community to raise its collective voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually sent an email to the to the business leadership team here at CCP and I said, what if I told you we could please our players by banning more of them? <laughs> and, you know, I think Grimmie, there did, is something there. Uh, Grimmy, did you have something to add? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Sorry, I keep calling on you. You're that That's quiet kid in class. So I just got to. Yeah. Um, it's funny because what I came over to uh, Eve uh, a long time ago, and this a guy came over, a couple guys came over with me, and one of them went back to our old game and said, "Look, this is how a real company handles botters," and it was about a you know huge bandwave. Uh, but he was so impressed with the way CCP was just merciless with people who were getting ahead with automated means. So I guess it does have like a a residual effect. The people seem to be very, very angry at botting. Uh, I, I guess I can figure it out. When somebody's outworking you in an unfair way, that's not... Yeah, and it also just cheapens and undermines the whole kind of beauty of Eve, doesn't it? Yep. The, that actions have meaning and, and consequence. And, you know, death is a serious matter. These are like high-level EVE Online concepts. And then there's just these guys out there who are not just botting and getting things for free that you have to do uh, by sitting there and working hard. There's, uh, you know, they don't even care about the game. They're just, they're not even playing. They're not even players. They, they, they have no love for the universe or what it stands for. They're just there to do business. And it, it, uh, it's, I mean, it's, on giving them permabands on first offense. It's, it's also like, we don't think they're going to go away. They're just going to come right back, you know, cause they're doing a job. Right. So that, that's clear that I think noisy made that point too. Those kinds of guys are blasted and dead right away. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't mind uh, talking about those guys either. I think, um, you know, if we're ever going to, like. Oh. Can you tell us uh, about Lenny uh, Kravitz? Is he still banned permanently? No, I can't talk about guy specific. Oh. Um, so well, I've, I've got a question about, you know, those guys that you don't, you have no use for, for and you're not, and you're willing to talk about them. Could you like when you ban them, ban them, and ban the characters? Could you like put them into a different, um, a different uh, holding corp? Like because like Doomhammer or Doomheim is for people that biomass. Could you put uh, that them into a uh, a separate corporation? And by the way, that's not my idea. I read that on the forums. <laughs> Good. That's a cool idea. We typically group them by um, tagging. Um, so we can tag users with all kinds of stuff. So you have a user ID and a username, and then we can apply sub tags to that, uh, depending on w what happened, like a, bat, a bot ban first offense or first time ISK buyer or, or, or ISK seller, so you're permanently banned, that kind of thing. I like, a, I like a corporate jail. That sounds kind of funny. Or a tag, instead of saying like wanted, it would say, you know, dirty RMT or something. Do, do we still have the function that was put in place, I think, back in 2012? Well, at that time, it was it was an inability. Once you have been accused of botting and found to have been, bot been botting, whether it was a first offense or not, 
is that character then locked down to character uh, no character transfers after that and are you going to put in anything related to nope you cannot extract from that character now that we've got skill extraction yes and yes both the the, the character transfer lock is fully functional we apply it to people who are banned for botting it's um uh, it's um outbound only so you could you just can't get rid of your character you can you can receive a character and uh, going forward, we will extend that flag to skill extractions. So if you like to extract skills, don't bot because you won't be able to. Parole. Permanent parole, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ankle bracelets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a... Um... Yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, I don't know if we're going to get into it from any of the questions. So I just want to want to get it in there that uh, we've sort of been talking to, talking to people about this, uh, you know, telling like going to discussions with the CSM about all this, and we see that uh, uh, p people are aren't always uh, up to speed on like who does what uh, and and sort of which bands belong where um, and what rule enforcement is done where. So like um, just throwing it in there that like team security handles like bots, uh, RMT, all that stuff. Um, accounts then uh, any bans that have to do with like uh, toxic behavior reports about you know saying bad stuff in chat or or you know any sort of harassment or anything like that that goes through uh tickets to gms and they handle that and that's usually that's a difference those two things are sort of um not handled by the same team all the time although they work closely together i just want to throw it in there so people understand mm -hmm. yeah of we just don't people... deal with toxicity as such you know of all the people that got banned in the last month for botting, what percentage of them do you think would have started with a player report as opposed to some other way that you guys uh, found them? That's a good question. I would say more than half of them have a report, which is why I think it's such a good indicator. It's it's just I see bot reports and then I can check who sent them. And then one good indication is if there's a lot of unique characters sending a report about the same guy. Um, especially if, if those guys are then very obvious players. And, and from the logs and sort of the visualization tools that we have, they look completely different, you know, because a player is inherently uh, noisy and, and unpredictable. But um, RMTers have a MO and they usually follow it. I've got a question about, like, because the, the whole free to play, going free to play uh, presented to you a challenge. How many of the botting accounts or or just in general, how many accounts are you banning that are, are alphas versus omegas? Um, they are uh, increasingly using alpha accounts, um, but it, it's all over the place. It's just people bought for all kinds of reasons. Um, obviously, alphas are lucrative because there's no cost in spinning them up. Um, but we also, if you are abusing alpha accounts, you're going to get the permaban. You know, it's, if it, it at that point, you haven't, uh, you're not an asset. Well, it, it seems to me the impetus to, to bot is uh, to automate your downtime, pretty much. And it, it, but Eve is full of that kind of thing, right? I mean, mining and um, you know walking away from mining or watching Netflix while you do something that's very routine, even PVE. Sure, it's kind of the same thing. It's just this is a. It seems like one step further where you actually walk away and the computer does it for you. It's the one oh. step further that matters. <laughs> but it seems, I wonder, it still seems like it's in the tradition of EVE, right? Multi-account um, you know, multi players are a real thing. Why? Because it scales. Yeah, uh, but you know, that, and then your multi-account 
like the with the emphasis on players. You're doing all that work, not some code that's uh, hacking the client or written to do something right? that some guy wrote with the intention of selling it for profit or something like that. Well, right. But what about stuff like the the market bots that were brought up earlier? That you know, the fact that they can alert you that you know you need to are those considered bots by the way or is that just a third party programming financial tools depends what tool you're talking about i think there's a lot of them that do uh cash scraping on on the client side um truthfully you know even though cash scraping is against the rules it's not something we can feasibly detect so uh, our intention has always just been that if we want that gone we would remove the cash you know the info that you have available on the client side mm-hmm. going back to uh, going back to this recent dev blog um of the 1800 mining bots were the largest group represented with ratting bots coming in a close second um just for people out there that didn't know it you know it was mining bots that were the most um can you speak to the typical mining bot i you know i know that when they when they changed the fighter mechanics and everything that changed a bit about how carriers and supers were being used um, although we think from what we're seeing out there that we're seeing some, some, uh, bots being produced that are working with that at the moment, but what's a typical mining bot? Are these, do these tend to be exhumers and subcaps or are you seeing Rourke will show up now as well? Everything really, um, you know, <laughs> it's all over you the know, place. From, from like groups of ventures up to like massive fleets of, of, uh, you know, huge huge ships doing stuff uh skiffs acting in unison yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's pretty much everything like i said ice is also a popular one um everybody mm. likes ice <laughs> i don't know why you'd need to bot ice it's uh, anyway <laughs> all right we're uh getting close to the end of the show is there uh, more botting stuff that you wanted to cover i see sir, a question here about negative wallet balances uh, yeah should i answer that yeah yeah Okay, so negative wallet balances, are they an effective punitive measure or just a reason to ignore a character account? Can this affect the MER stats in any way, uh, as an example? Um, I'm conflicted. Negative wallet balances uh, really are harsh for a player to deal with. And um, you can't get out of it because you can't use the market. So even when we tell you, okay, go buy a Plex and you know sell it on the market, you, you still have to ho- jump through a lot of hoops to, to be able to do that. Um, so it's 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 very crippling for your ability to play Eve, um, because it because it uh, it wasn't designed uh, as a function. It just it, it's something that just happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, we I like... mean, if you're, you have negative wallet. You can't repair your ship. You can't use the market. You can't file a contract. You can't do you know you can't buy ammo. Yeah, and that that wasn't like it. It wasn't like when, when all this was being designed way back in the day. There wasn't like anybody. Nobody ever thought like, oh, if people will buy something, you know. They will, uh, Legally, will they'll end up with a negative wallet balance? And this is how it fixes. Like that was never. It's just a side product, and so it like it. There's a it, it works. Uh, well, it f- happens to come out as a form of punishment, but it's not. Uh, it's not good. So, and and we also we don't want to punish. We want to. Uh, we want to or you know just be rid with rid of them if they, if they if they can't be reformed. So like there's no there's no people to feel. Punishment. That's not the goal, you know. And it, no, this, this it, is like a clunky really one for us. Um, about getting them on our side, you know. Yeah, yeah. and this just doesn't and like mechanically we, we work, you know. Three-day ban instead of the thirty. The thirty-day ban is really harsh, and you know, you game time continues to expire. 
you don't train skills that's intentional and i think perhaps if we are a little bit more lenient on that first strike that our players will appreciate that goodwill and perhaps uh, listen more i mean it's clear that what we've done in the past hasn't had the, the impact that we wanted so it's time for something new in my book Right. Assuming that they're not able to just come back in three days, liquidate their account, liquidate their yep. skill points, yeah, and kind of like, you know, put it out there into the cloud. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's absolutely not being done to make it easy for bad guys to do anything. It's supposed no, to but be... I mean, if they, did, if they just want to come back and bot in three days, then at least we will have expedited getting them out of the game, you know? Yeah. Just uh, to okay. going somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, Pelagro, in a recent article on uh, PC Game Zen, you made the comment in there, we've been measuring bans for the longest time and we're not so sure success there has any impact. So now we're trying to measure player sentiment as the true indicator of whether or not we're doing a good job. Um, knowing that player sentiment can be a hot mess at times, um, how, how do you give them sufficient information to be... To be um, reasonably outraged when they should be reasonably outraged but also understanding of kind of the strides that you are making on an ongoing basis i think our our actions just have to speak for themselves and uh yeah uh, if we um if we do a good job you guys should see it in game i, I think you should see less bots i think you uh, should see less inflation in the economy um, all of that Think, By the way, uh, with with okay. more communication, uh, with more regular communication, with you know explaining some of the things we've been doing today, and 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 being people like how things work and how we do things and and why we do them and all that stuff, I think people will be better armed to sort of tell the difference between a good situation and a bad situation, and see how everything is, um, and then then like Pelikro says, you 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 should see less bots in game and you should see actual results. I'm talking about the actual results and and in game. I know that with the with pauses that you would that it was most efficient just to blow them up. Uh, with citadels, are you going to be maybe blowing them up and creating a little music video of exploding uh, astro houses? Because already blown up a lot of them. Um, yeah, I need to to update the frag video. Good. And people have talked about uh, you know we we had this discussion at at. GSM Summit, it was kind of like, you know, just at the time, kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing about uh, doing maybe a stream where we blow up uh, butters and and we, we uh, you know, everybody seemed to like that and we sort of been talking about it, uh, how we can do that. Obviously, we'd have to be uh, certain we were not, you know, we're not like throwing actual players who are breaking the rules. Like, we don't want to take players, actual players who are breaking the rules and and uh, shaming them. We, we don't think that's a good idea, but uh, you know, if we if we can, you know, throw out some, have some fun with absolutely guaranteed uh, RMT farmers, that's probably be fun. How, how Actual about that? players shame works on. The people it, who are behind the commercialization of botting and real money trading give not one shit about shame. Well, how about that, though? How, how many times would you say you've, you've looked at something and it's like, yeah, that guy's actually playing. He's not a bot. Uh, so no need to shame him. How often do you guys get false positives? I mean, not often we strive to, to avoid those. They're the bane of our existence. If we could take the ESTF, the oldest bot detection system, as a baseline, probably banned about 75,000 bots, two confirmed false positives, both caused by a bug which we isolated and fixed. Uh, the bug was character transfers. So it was sort of like an oversight. Hmm. 
Yeah, like uh, yeah, exactly. Like characters, uh, they they sold their characters to someone else uh, to an instant player, and and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, they get banned, which is kind of terrible. But uh, yeah, I just spotted that and made sure it wouldn't happen again. Well, good. There's that little thing. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, if we make a mistake, we we need to fix it. it it's not Absolutely. acceptable. That's why we we don't ban unless we're confident, and and we shouldn't going forward either. I have a new appreciation for your work because you have so many people to deal with, so many things to deal with, and you can't make any mistakes. That's it's really difficult. Tough. I appreciate it. Yeah. Back Consequences in... for players are, are pretty heavy. If like, I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. It's a, it's a bad feeling to get banned for something you didn't do, and we we don't want any like that. Back in two thousand nine, when when Unholy Rage went down, you guys were able to like post some some graphs out there about what it did to CPU usage, what it did in various systems, going from I don't know two hundred people in the system a day to twenty five. Um, did did this one did this ban have any noticeable effect on anything or has you know has the game uh, in terms of CPU just gotten so much stronger that eighteen hundred isn't what it was back then? Well, we saw a little bit of an impact on the Activisk, um, also some impact on the ships that they often like to use. Um, but no, I mean at, at this point we're, we're we're trying to step up our detection and and ability to 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 deal with the bots once we have identified them on a, on a larger scale than than doing it on, on sort of an individual basis yeah all right well you know I, I think a couple of the takeaways that we have from today right is is you know protect your protect your account you should probably be using two-factor authentication protect your email you should be using two-factor authentication or you know you know strong passwords all of these things right and uh and that Team security continues to work on on getting rid of whatever the remnants are of the overall botting scourge and real money trading, and it's better. But it is better today than it than it was in the past. Yes, I would say so. Absolutely, always improving, always improving. All right. Um, one one last thing. This isn't a subject that we can we're going to talk long about, but the casinos and gambling and all that kind of stuff was that. Um... Sorry, I got to go now. <laughs> oh, you were so good before. Uh, but the is that a decision that you guys weighed in on, or was that a community we decision? In on it, but we didn't make that decision. We mm-hmm. usually do not make the decisions. We file reports, and then we can make recommendations. But we aren't the decision makers at CCP, um, and we didn't. We're, we're not responsible for banning gambling. I'll say. But we all did. right. Did do a lot of a lot of research on that whole thing, though, and a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I also, see. The, I, the, what was just the worst thing for me with that whole ordeal uh, was actually dealing with tickets from gambling addicts who had like, I had one guy who had spent like thirty thousand dollars on Plex to gamble and he gambled it all away, and he was like, I, I want you to ban me because I'm I'm addicted. Yeah, oh, that's so sad. Terrible. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, gam- gambling, uh, gambling was generally just, uh, it, it sucked up a lot of uh, resources and was uh, sort of a haven for a lot of trouble, uh, as, as people probably know who, who followed this. It's just a very, very difficult area uh, for us to uh, be expected to deal with uh, a way. Uh, yeah. And so, well, I hate to end on that somber note, but that was pretty startling, the... 
that kind of damage that it does uh, to people. But on the other side of it, are there those little corporate lotteries and stuff that people used to do? Is all that kind of stuff still okay to do or not? Like, like you're talking about those little, like, you know, hey, everybody put their name in a hat and we'll throw a prize or something like that. Yeah. Like, technically speaking, um, uh, third-party games of chance are not, uh, they're, they're against the rules. Uh, that being said, those sort of little things between friends are not the reason why the rules were set. So, you know, there's... Yeah, the, the reason this, is, if we're talking about I want isk in particular, I can say that name. Um, they were just, they were massive. Um, it was about the power dynamics of the game. Uh, not so much the fact that they were running a casino, but um, it was more. Yeah, it's about just like the, it, uh, it created this huge black hole of of you know rotating isk that you know it, it we we lose all oversight and it's just we we really can't be responsible for that sort of uh, that level of transactions. Uh, and I remember on, on other people telling me have. that if they wanted to compete with the income stream of I want isk, the only recourse they had was to start their own space casino. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, we actually we do something called Acer segmenting of players, and and um, during this period, we we found another type of player that simply never left station. All he did was gamble in station, so it added like oh, wow. a, a, a new type of customer as such. Well, how did you types of customers? Man. Yeah, how did you Gambling react to from? that? I, you know, I'm all about new customers. Um, yeah, and I mean, so, someone is saying that uh, they were a revenue competitor. I wouldn't say that's true. Uh, if I mean. If, if anything, you know, people people were buying Plex to gamble. So if we were just being all sinister and wanting to make money, we would probably just have uh, looked the other way. It was just it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to uh, be responsible for uh, without having the kind of oversight you need. And and it's it was, a, it was a source of a lot of different problems. Yeah. Um, so you guys put together a package, and then the business team looked at it and. I mean, other things happened too, but basically they're the ones that made the decision, but based on a lot of the work that you guys did. Yes, and that included the EP, the strategy team, and um, or the senior business leadership at CCP. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of like legal sort of things that, you know, we can never be completely sure of that are just kind of scary and, and liabilities and stuff. So it's, it's, it's yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was a crazy crazy business i mean the the sort of the, the sad thing the sad thing is like you know that like there's a lot of people out there that just like to throw a little bit of money here and there betting on 80 matches or uh, you know sports matches in the real world world or something and just having fun doing that and you know it's 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 kind of you know sad to see yeah. all that go but it's it's just part of the game yeah like the alliance tournament being bet on and stuff like that mm. yeah i mean like it's it's for a lot of people, that just adds adds a little bit of fun, and that's totally understandable. But it's 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 hard to draw the line sort of between like the guys, uh, you know, doing it reasonably, or or you know, it's like just really hard to draw the line anywhere else than we did. Everything everything starts off small and reasonable, and then it ends up getting abused and ruining it for everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, it's. It was it was a it was a big complicated thing, and we we just uh, didn't have a lot of lot of good choices there, uh, apart from the one we made. Well, what a what a day uh, talking about all this security stuff and uh, ending up on uh, just the evils of uh, some gambling or just how it can be distorted. But we should call it a a program. We we will have um, you know if you guys want to meet the uh, uh, the security guys and guard, uh, we're gonna 
It's funny because now I think of you as very separate, but you guys are actually now together in the same team. Kind of. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm on the like the community team is is a part of marketing, so we are technically not on the same team, but we just we all work really closely together and and. Uh, you know, now, now I'm working. Actually, you know, tell them it's on. There's only one team. It's CCP. That's that's right. right. The to well, to some degree, it's only the uh, the larger E family, uh, right? Yep. Indeed. The friendship. Yes. We're all on the same team. All of our sure. friendship. <laughs> so after the show, we're going to spill into uh, Discord, uh, talking in stations Discord, and you guys can come over and have some, have a chat, have some coffee, hang around. Uh, with some of the CCP guys. Um, but uh, that is it. And one last moment for any unresolved questions or comments you guys wanted to make. I want to say thank you to Whimsical, who just tipped us 10 bucks. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Wim. Thanks for that and all the subscriptions that came in. There's about seven of them. Uh, and thanks uh, again to Patreon. And we have a new website, and that website is talkinginstations.com. So check that out for all the back issues. And this one will be up uh, later today. I do want to say thanks very much to a big portion of Permaband and, and security team, uh, CCP Grimmy, CCP Guard, and of course, CCP Peligro. Thank you guys for showing up today. That was thanks my pleasure. Thank you so much. It was really, really good. It's good stuff. Yeah, really appreciate you guys. Great, great conversation about... Uh, Something that needs to be known and isn't as well known as, as it should be. And I'm glad you yeah. guys are going to be Topic talking about awareness, it a lot more in the future. It's, it's, it's a battle of hearts and minds, really. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thanks very much. That'll wrap it up for us this week. We will see you next week on Talking In Stations. <laughs>